Hey, what's up everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me in the studio today... For the first time in a year, eight, 19 months... Yes, is... Matthew, Stargirl, Pat Dugan, Mike Dugan, Yolanda, Montez, Beth Foster, Our Man... Green Lantern's daughter, uh, Ivermectin Haas. Ivermectin Haas. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm just going to call you Ivermectin. That's fine. Okay, so Ivermectin. Mm-hmm. Ivermectin Matt. Yep. That's your new rap name. <laughs> Ivermectin Matt. Yes. Yep. So, uh, before we get started here, um, have you ever heard the song Norwegian Wood? by the Beatles. Nope. Okay, so the song opens up. Just take a listen to it. It's a very famous song that people know on besides you. Um, <laughs> there it starts out um, I once had a girl, or should I say she once had me. She showed me her room. Isn't it good? Norwegian wood. The song then ends. I mean there's a bunch of other lyrics in the middle. Um <laughs> And at the end of the song, he says, I lit a fire, isn't it good? Norwegian wood. So that leads me to believe the singer of the song burned down this girl's room. So I think the song's about an arsonist. It could be. I mean, it kind of tracks with, you know, John Lennon, you know, was known to, you know, be somewhat, maybe not somewhat, but abusive towards, you know, his lady folks, so, um... I mean, it could be. Could it, be. It could be. It could it be. It reminds me of this article from The Onion, which it says, man, man likes telling people at parties that John Lennon used to be his wife's. <laughs> it's like, I always get a little kick out of it, like, anytime anyone brings up the Beatles. <laughs> wow. I know, it's <laughs> bad. So, um... Anyways, today on the show, we are covering the seventh episode of season two of Stargirl. Yes. That was weird. Wow. Stargirl. Stargirl. 
Is that Clipso's laugh? No, it's just my laugh. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's how I laugh all the time. It's really annoying when I'm watching a comedy. Just go. <laughs> Wouldn't it be weird if somebody had an evil laugh when they watched a comedy? No. Yeah, it would be a little bit. Yeah, like if, you know, you're sitting there watching Super Bad or something and there's a guy in the theater what is it uh, uh dracula yeah <laughs> but that would be funny yeah kind of i would kill that person whoa and bury them in my backyard mm. <laughs> which is weird because i don't have you a backyard i was gonna say wait a minute well you have a back of the apartment so i guess technically that could be your backyard or I could just bury, bury them in my neighbor's apartment. Yeah. What, just dig a hole in the in the, in the uh, carpet? The floorboards. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> there you go. What's that smell? Uh, no, no, wait a minute. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. You might want to report it to the complex. To the, they'll, they'll take care of it. <laughs> speaking of murder. Yes. It's a very special episode of Stargirl. Yes. Because you didn't think we would have that in a superhero show, but we do. We have a very special episode. About murder. It's about and about Yolanda, the Christian Catholic murderer who is feels terrible about the fact that she murdered someone at the age of 16. Yeah. I know when I mur- murdered my first person at the age of 16... <laughs> I felt kind of bad about it. I mean, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, but then when I, by the time I was 17, I got over oh, it, yeah. you know. Well, you need that year of, you know. Mm-hmm. Reflection. Yeah. Exactly. There was you like, know. you know, a dance or something that got my mind off of things. <clears throat> a high school football game or something I went to, and it was just like, oh. That was it. You're yeah. Like, oh, it's fine now. Yeah. Now I moved on with my life, yeah. you know. No, it reminds me, too, of like the fact that like, so like, technically... Harry Potter murdered someone by the age of 11. Yes. <laughs> if you think about it. So, like, that, like, no wonder why he's such, like, a fucked up character. Like, if you read the books, like, the, the kid's got so many emotional problems, it's insane. Like, and this, the reason why is he, he murdered someone when he was 11 years old. Never got over it. Never really talked about it. I don't think he ever talked about it once. The fact that he killed a guy, his teacher, no less. When he was technically, too, if you want to get technical about, it, he almost murdered Voldemort when he was one years old. He would have died had he not made those Horcruxes. So technically, Harry would have been a murderer at the age of one. So that's kind of that's even harder to deal I with. I wouldn't say murder; it was self-defense. But still, he could he would have killed mm-hmm. by the time he was one years old. I mean, so, Yolanda did it in self-defense too, in my opinion. Kind of. She did. It was kind yeah. of. It, well, he, he, yeah. He, he. I mean, he was not. <laughs> He was not actively attacking her, but had she not incapacitated them, then again, she had, all she had was claws, not the staff, not not a way to. She had Santa Claus. No, she had no, not Santa Claus. Oh, okay, no, just making sure. No. <clears throat> just not, making not, sure. Not the claws. No, not that claws. Can't not claws. And not the Santa Claus. No. Like she wasn't hanging out with Tim Allen no, or anything. No, Tim Allen wasn't there. Okay. He he killed someone else later in the show, off screen. No, he just killed someone who was working on the set. 
He happened to be there that day. I don't know what he was doing, but... <clears throat> no, he didn't. I just don't want people to think that we're accusing Tim Allen of being a murderer. <laughs> I mean, a coke dealer, yes, but not a murderer. Yeah, a coke dealer, yeah. <laughs> He's now, like, super, like, bookstraps, you know, America. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Tell that to your cellmate when you're in jail for five years. Yeah. So, anyways, today's episode that we're covering <laughs> is, uh, like I said, season two, episode seven. Entitled Summer School, Chapter 7. Directed by Shilin Choksi. C-H-O-K-S-E-Y. Choksi? I like that. Choksi? Choksi? I like Choksi better. And uh, written by Robbie Hine. So, in this episode, Matt... Courtney is struggling to restore the cosmic staff. Mm-hmm. And begins talking to Cameron more often. Uh oh. You know what happens? You know what happens when you talk to Cameron more often? What's that? You talk to Cameron more often. Well, yeah, that's that's a given. Yes. But also, too, things might get a little bit cold. Hmm. Just a little. I wonder why that is happening. Just a little bit colder. I'm in a rare mood today. Me too. It's it's a little bit off-putting being in the studio. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like throwing me off a little bit. We also have new recording equipment, mm-hmm. and we're trying this out. So if it sounds bad, folks, deal Sorry, with it. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. These you know. things happen. Just, you know. Don't go off and kill me. No. Don't call Tim Allen and have him do it for you either, so... But if you do call Tim Allen, ask him to be on the podcast. I would mm-hmm. I would love yeah. to interview him. Ask him if he has any Coke, too. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm drinking Pepsi right now, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> good stuff. Tastes good. Mm-hmm. Pepsi, the choice of Mike mm-hmm. and a new generation. I mean, it's been around since, like, what, the 1850s, so... Yes, yeah, well, eighteen nineties or so, yeah. So lots of generations have have you know imbibed, um, but it is the choice of a new generation. But well, it's always a new generation, so of course it's always the choice yeah, of a I new mean, generation. Well, I mean, that's just given. I mean, so long as there's new generations, it's always going to be a choice to be made about the soft drinks that they, you know, drink. Maybe yes. If we have any more future generations, I'm not sure if, you know, we're going to have too many, you know, in the coming decades, but, you know, we'll see. Not with uh, global warming. Which, you know, isn't real, so it's, you know, it's fine. Okay, so, back to the show here. Courtney is struggling to restore the cosmic staff, and uh, begins talking to Cameron more often, as we've said. Um... There's a meeting at the, uh, what's the place that Barbara works? Uh, it's like the American, like, restoration project yeah. or something like that. It's like or, Make America Great Again sort of thing. Well, um, not really, but... <laughs> kind of, in a, yeah, in a little way, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Courtney, um... Uh, anyway, so Barbara has this meeting. They decide that they're gonna still help out these people even though this one weird lady doesn't want to help the people um yeah so uh after that 
there's like this, some weird strange substance dripping from the ceiling like blood or something I mean that happens you know as you do yeah. when you're in an office setting like the people that live below the, my neighbors mm-hmm. they probably have some blood dripping into their apartment I hope not from the body I you buried you can talk about the bodies a lot it's starting to concern me I'm sorry Matt <clears throat> I've got a confession to make no what forgive me Matt for I have sinned well I'm not a priest so okay. it's not gonna um, I uh it's been um 20 some years since my last confession uh. and um I'm just gonna confess that I made up all this stuff about killing people. I've never killed anybody so in my life. So that's like your confession that you're lying about killing people. Doing, okay, well, I guess yeah. that's technically a sin, but uh, <laughs> more of like wasting the priest's time sin. But but uh, yeah, I think that was the shade's blood, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, was that's it what we okay? think it is. I'm pretty sure yeah. it is. Nobody took it to like a lab to have it analyzed yeah, or anything. Think that would have been something to do, but apparently. Uh, uh, <laughs> Like, you could have found someone from the old JSA or affiliated or and Called whatever. up the local CSI yeah. and have them come and... Let's just see this mystic blood <laughs> that's in the shadow realm, which we don't even know what that is, but Ooh. okay, we'll just go test the, the blood. I'm sure there's been shows like this, but we need to create a show where it's a mystic CSI. A myst- Ooh, that would actually be really good. Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'm sure that's... I don't know. I don't, I, I'm not sure of any shows that have really... Done that? No, I don't. Not that I know of. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. I yeah, I can't even think of anything like that. That would okay. be really yeah, interesting. Yeah, nobody um, steal this, okay? Don't, don't no, dare. No, nobody that's listening yeah. steal this, okay? Yeah. I'll sue you. Yeah. And maybe kill you. And, oh, um, boy. wait, no, I'm not going to kill anybody. <laughs> so, um, anyways, we got this blood dripping. She doesn't know what it is. Um,. So, Yolanda is continuing to, like, struggle with Brainwave's death and begins hearing his voice. And then, while she's at work, she ends up meeting Bruce, the little boy. Mm-hmm. Not Bruce Wayne. No. No. Because that would be weird. Not Not young... Bruce Wayne, no. No, not, no. not a young Bruce Wayne. No. But, um, so, she, uh, she gets him a lollipop. Yeah. Blue, blue raspberry. Yeah, I, I, I caught that, yeah. That's, That's everyone's favorite flavor now, yeah. apparently. That's gonna be significant. Not really, but I'm no, just saying. No, it could be. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. <laughs> Significant in the fact that it's not a real flavor. Yeah. What is? What does that even mean? Blue raspberry. It's a good flavor, sure, but I just don't know what it means. Like, I've had raspberries before. They don't taste anything like that. So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, folks. <laughs> Stay tuned, and we'll get the get to the bottom of the blue raspberry <laughs> yeah. mystery yeah. after one of our breaks. Um, we won't, but yeah, well, we will. Maybe. <laughs> um, do you want to take a break, actually, Matt? Sure. Okay. We'll be right back, folks, after a word from our sponsors. What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, 
backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. Hi, this is Catherine, host of a new fashion podcast, The Real Fashion School Dropout. Join me as I interview guests every week in the fashion and beauty space and we gossip on all things fashion and beauty and even get into some personal stories of their journey in the industry. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Hope to see you there. So, blue raspberry. Mm-hmm. You found it? <laughs> yes. Okay. It is a flavoring for candy, snack foods, syrups, and soft drinks. The flavor ostensibly originates from some Latin word I'm not going to repeat. Um, <laughs> more commonly known as white bark raspberry or black cap raspberry. For the blue-black color of its raspberry. Food products labeled as blue raspberry flavor often contain a bright blue food coloring, the most common being Brilliant Blue FCF. Although this coloring is not an accurate rendition of the actual color of the fruit, which has an almost black hue when ripe, the color also helps distinguish raspberry-flavored foods from cherry, watermelon, and strawberry-flavored foods, the former usually being colored red, and the latter two also sometimes colored red, but often colored pink. If the same product is also available in cherry flavor, with watermelon sometimes being colored green as well. The flavor is first known to have been used in 1958 by Cincinnati food company Gold Metal as a flavor for their Italian ice. Interesting. Yes. Okay. So that's basically what it is. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I like it. Personally. So it's a fake color. It's a fake color. <laughs> yes. You know. You know, it reminds me too of the the other flavor that's that's kind of somewhat unknown, like like the like the original recipe, like only a few people know about it, like people who work like at the actual uh, company. Yeah. Or maybe the people at the factory who actually make it, they might know. Who knows? Maybe not. Maybe they have people split up so they only mm-hmm. know one little part of it. But it's an ice cream flavor called Blue Moon that is prevalent in the Midwest, but not so much in other yeah. parts of the country. So, like, Ohio and Michigan. I, I saw that uh, for sale, and I was, like, wondering what the hell the flavor is. It's a good flavor. It's, like, a fruity kind of flavor. But there's, like, it's also, like, a, maybe a little bit of vanilla Ish, but nobody knows like the exact makeup of it hmm. except for the person who owns, I guess the company the who makes it. Hmm. And they said that they're going to take that to the grave. They're not going to tell anyone. So when um, they die, they're never going to be able to make it well, again. They might make. I mean, like they're not going to release it to like yeah. the public. Or well, There's yeah. all. I post the whole article about. Oh. It. What you don't read every single thing I post on Facebook and like, every single. Yeah, I posted. I read nothing about, like, you post, oh, okay. Matt. I'm joking. <laughs> 
I mean, I posted three weeks ago. I, you know, I've only posted like a thousand things since then. But yeah, I read absolutely nothing. Yeah. I don't even know how to read, Matt. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> well, you know more than most people, so you know. I know everything. Yeah. Yes. Uh, maybe not everything. I'm a beautiful human being who knows everything. And you're a beautiful human being, but you don't know everything. God knows everything. Being that God, so. How do you know? But you know who is God? It's Joe Rogan. This God. Return to ape or return to monkey or whatever. You know. All that ivermectin made him make him turn back into like an apish form. Yeah. But that's also what it makes you have like godlike intelligence. So what happens is is that the more knowledge you have, the less able you are to communicate that knowledge. So it's kinda of like a double edged sword. So basically all the gorillas in the world are like godlike and when it comes to intelligence they can't communicate that to us so you know it's a wash and by the way you're gonna need a washcloth if you take ivermectin because you're gonna end up you know going to the bathroom a lot so yes so Courtney and her friends yes <laughs> what were we talking about <laughs> Starcrow yeah, n- yeah none of them have taken ivermectin no, as far I as I know yeah. yes Maybe as as possibly wow so um wow wow <laughs> and um courtney um tries to console yolanda who's been taunted by these visions of henry jr and brainwave um when she does however Yolanda states that that uh, no that that uh, they haven't killed anybody like she has. Mm-hmm. So so she needs she tries to convince her to talk to Beth and um, Rick about it as well. What happened? I mean, there, there were scenes in the in the, I'm trying to remember the scenes in the church too. There was like a. <clears throat> Seen earlier on when she was confessing towards the beginning of the episode to her. She goes to church a lot in this episode. This is a really Yolanda-centric episode. Not a whole lot really actually happens in this episode. It's more of just mm-hmm. navigating her, her guilt. And, um, you know, too, and it's like, you gotta understand, you know, Yolanda comes from a very religious family, very conservative, very, very, sorry, very morally conservative family. I don't know what their yeah. actual economic views are, but... <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, saying, I don't know. You know, who knows? They um, could be. And, uh, I mean, she's already, you know, um, just, I don't know, castigated, whatever the word is, because of those semi-nude photos she took for her boyfriend that ended up getting out to the whole school. So her, her family literally locks her in her room, like, after school every day until it's time for dinner. Like, that's how, like, terrible of, like, a family she has. Except for her brother. He's the only one that sticks up for her. But, um, she, uh, she ends up, like, thinking the priest is brainwave at one point. Um, and then she goes out and has, like, you know, like, a, basically he's, like, you know, hearing his, you know, his, basically his, whatever, his wave, you know, to, like, make her hold her ears and, like, have, yeah. like, a migraine. She's having these migraines all the time now, and she's seen, she's seen him now, brainwave just showing up now, like at the end of like at the like you know in church or whatever. So she's like has to run out. At one point, her mom was there because um, 
the priest said, like, you know, she's having a lot of, like, problems. Like, she's coming in here, like, every day or multiple times a day now and not really <laughs> saying anything. Then at one point, she actually confessed to the murder to the priest, but then that turned out to be just, like, a hallucination or a vision or, or a dream yeah. or something like that. Because she was in, like, Courtney's house um, when she woke up. And she also did the same thing when she was in school, summer school. She fell asleep. Yeah, and, and so, dreamed yeah. about uh, Rick. Um, not Rick. I mean Henry and yeah, Henry, uh, um, yeah. Junior, or both of them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so she's kind of having like a mental break where she doesn't really know what's reality, which is scary. Because I wonder if this is like Eclipso is just like Eclipso has the ability to make people go mad, but but I wonder if he's like doing it like piecemeal, like he's not just like full on madness, which is in a way is actually kind of worse because you're just slowly. Dissociating, you know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to just having a full-on experience, like um, you know, like Courtney and everyone else did when uh, when he was like took over to school and that that te- art teacher. Yeah. But uh, so who knows? Maybe this whole episode itself was a dream of Yolanda's, and we don't even know. Could be. We'll see. But you know, maybe the whole thing was inside Bobby Ewing's head, yeah, and it's just going to be. Show. Yeah, exactly. it's you know like. Um, <laughs> That's a really old reference. A very, very old <laughs> reference. <laughs> Extremely old. Uh, but uh, hey, yeah, what else happened in this show? Because this, this is this was a whole lot of talking and just yeah. like feeling so, in this episode. So later, lately, like he said she goes to sh- church and confesses, but is taunted by visions of Henry Jr. burning and brainwave attacking Courtney. After. Uh, Courtney awakens her. Yolanda lashes out at Courtney over uh, choosing her to become Wildcat. And then she ends up quitting the JSA. Um, Meanwhile, while this is all going on, um, Pat and Mike work to repair Stripe. And uh, Mike finds fragments of the Black Diamond Mm -hmm. and hallucinates leeches attacking his skin before being awakened by Pat. Um, who has the black diamond because he hopes that it'll imprison Eclipso that night. Like, again, like, re- yeah. So, does that mean the diamond itself has powers, or is it just like a remnant of Eclipso's powers are still attached to the diamond? I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. I don't know right. what they're what they're going for here. Because that um, would be interesting. If, if he's still somewhat attached to the diamond, maybe they can then yeah. figure out a way to imprison him again. Mm-hmm. again. I want to see what they're doing because I've got a similar idea in a script I'm writing, and I don't want to. Oh, yeah, I know. What you're I, I, I don't want to hit the same yeah, notes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. <clears throat> but we'll see here. We'll see, um, yeah, yeah my, mine's a little different. But the thing is, yeah, though, yeah. this is this is an old, this is the. It's not like you'd be ripping anything off because well, it's like the Horcruxes sort of thing it too. Is. It's just very you know. It's very common, yeah. so it's not like you're gonna be in trouble. Plus, too, like even. Um, speaking of J.K., well, speaking of the author of Harry Potter, I'm not going to say her name, but um, yeah. that wasn't a very unique in itself because the Shannara <laughs> stories have a same exact thing that came out like decades before Harry Potter. Oh, really? Where this one, the guy, his name is simply the Warlock Lord. That's you know, what a cre- mm-hmm. creative name that you know you chose for yourself when you're supposed to be trying to take over the world. You think you would have maybe you know done a little bit more of you know, coming up with a name. But, like, yeah, he did the same exact thing where he um, would put, like, inst- but instead of, like, like 
bits and pieces of a soul and each thing it was more of like just you had to collect all of the things but it was pretty much the same exact thing but yeah. that was actually more unique though because in that story he actually went because no, he actually time traveled so he hid one of the objects in a different period of time oh, okay. so you would have to actually go so you know Harry Voldemort wasn't smart to time travel but you think because they have time trimmers in Harry Potter so mm-hmm. there actually is time travel mechanism so did, in did Harry Endgame Potter did Endgame steal that idea of time traveling to collect things yeah. <laughs> no. I'm just saying. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, anyways, we we have a nice little scene later on where I mean, not not nice scene, but some poignant scenes where Courtney keeps trying to call um, Yolanda, and Yolanda's not answering. Finally, her mom answers and basically says that you know she was she was an okay person until you got, came into her life and you fucked her up. Basically, is what she's telling her. And that you're a bad influence and all this stuff. Which is weird because none of her family knows that Yolanda's wildcat. No. So how would she? But they're know just probably thinking, Courtney's... oh, she. Well, well, she's like Courtney's her new best friend, and oh, okay. she was fine until that happened, I guess, or something. But she doesn't. Uh, no, but I, I mean, to wonder if that's an Eclipso accidentally giving himself away. Because uh, I, I think Eclipso might be influencing um, Yolanda's mommy. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it weird. I know it did. Influencing Yolanda's mind. It's like a name for a porn film. Yes. So influencing Yolanda's mind. Oh, oh boy. Uh, but I remember that that scene when when they had like a, basically it was like a family like counseling session or like you know and she's yeah. telling what you know what she did you know because like you know she's holding this guilt in. Mm-hmm. can't talk to anyone about it except for Courtney and even then she doesn't really give all the details so it was like this cathartic you know event to like just tell the whole team like what actually happened down in the basement or whatever when she killed Brainway and you know Beth had to be a moron and you know didn't just accept Yolanda's answer so that made her feel like a worse person then because you know because Beth is like the most immature person in the team even though she's the smartest anyway um and sorry that's kind of harsh on her she's like 16 and her parents are getting divorced I probably should you know be less of an asshole but uh you know who, who cares you know how dare you you know she's a fictional character by the yeah, way Matt well, so I you're okay she's a fictional <laughs> but she's still a person but, uh, <laughs> But yeah, because you know uh, Yolanda's, you know, confronting like Rick, saying, "Well, you know, you had the opportunity to kill Solomon Grundy, but you didn't." He's like, "Oh well, my my strength was, you know, no, it wasn't. He was about to kill him, but he decided to show mercy to him and, and let him go." And in, in this entire series season so far, he's been secretly feeding Solomon Grundy yeah. like chicken from KFC and stuff like that. For what what reason we don't know yet. I I thought at first it was because he was just doing that so that Solomon Grundy wouldn't kill other people and eat them. I don't know if he eats people I think not. he just feels, he because, he, like, when he didn't kill him, he kind of had, like, a a new, um, like, he started to realize this guy's still a human, mm-hmm. you know, and he's got feelings, and, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to kill somebody that has feelings, even though he killed my parents. Right, well, he looks scared, like a yeah. kid, almost. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is he's been, who knows what he used to look like before they I guess maybe did the equivalent of the Incredible Hulk, just gave him some kind of serum or something to make yeah. him, you know, bulky. Then they put him in literally a cage or a prison cage and 
just yeah. let them out here and there. Um, plus, too, I actually read that Brainwave was actually controlling Solomon Grundy the night that he killed Rick's parents. So it might not actually even been Solomon Grundy doing it himself, consciously. He, yeah. So technically, he's not really a murderer, at least not of Rick's yes. parents. Who knows if he killed We just himself. need Solomon Grundy control, and like we do gun control, we yeah, need to have Solomon Grundy gun- control. Yes, we <laughs> we need Grundy control because um, Grundies don't kill people. No, people kill people. Yes, when they control Grundy. Yeah, so, yeah. That's a good teacher idea. We need Grundy control. Yeah, and it's just got a picture. <laughs> Grundies don't kill people. People kill people. Yes. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. So yeah. he could have killed Solomon and Grundy, but he chose not to, and then he lied about it. Whereas Yolanda actually slit. Um, cut, you know, brainwaves throat with her with the claws, not Santa Claus, not the Santa Claus with Tim Allen, but with no. her wild cat claws that yes. came with her suit. And then um and then she said, you know, um so, you know, we're probably gonna have to kill Eclipso because he's not gonna you know, he can't just incapacitate someone like that. So then she's going to have to be the one that's going to have to kill him because she already killed before. And then she says, you know, so I'm going to be the JSA member that kills. Like, that's going to be my role now, you know. And that's when she decided to quit. And it's just like, in, you know, like a lot of these superhero shows, like, it was interesting because, like, like Arrow, of course, Oliver Queen's a certain kind of personality. But, like, whenever someone, like, gets killed, in these like superhero shows, there's really not like much story behind it. Like no one really talks about it afterwards unless it's like a main character. Yeah, but really on the uh, on the CW shows, not too many people have killed. Exactly. Like Barry Allen doesn't kill anyone. Um, Arrow. I mean, he, he uh, Arrow didn't Queen, after a while. But then he went back to killing. Yeah. So like he probably killed hundreds of people. But to dedicate an entire ep- technically though there was an episode. When, when Oliver was in prison and that guy was like doing like those experimental mental experiments on him yeah. to make him face like his demons so I guess technically that was an episode where he was thinking about think, thinking about the fact that he had killed people then again Oliver Queen wasn't a 16 year old religious Catholic who hadn't done anything wrong in her entire life before murdering someone so yes you know and so at the end of this episode we did have a scene of like um, after uh, after uh, Courtney kept trying to call Yolanda and not getting a hold of her, and then the mom got a hold, you know, told her basically, you know, fuck off, um, and uh, <laughs> fuck off, you ruined my daughter. Yeah, you know that and, whole thing. Yeah, like you do. And um, then then they showed a scene where uh, Yolanda's mom called to. Uh, say that uh Yolanda was quitting working at the diner now too so oh yeah that's right I forgot that's yeah. weird though yeah why does her mom want her to quit okay that's and weird. why did her mom call to quit at the diner not her like you said I think I think it's Clipso's controlling her the Eclipso might be controlling her and maybe maybe Yolanda's being held hostage now too that's what oh wow I didn't think yeah. about that yeah um and so then we have a little scene at the like uh table with uh with with the uh the dugan whitmore family the dukes yeah the dukes and the, the wits yeah. the dug wits and um <laughs> yeah the dug wits are all sitting there and uh mikey dug wit um <laughs> he uh 
he he starts to realize that you know he starts to basically confess that he feels guilty about killing um what's the dude's name jordan yeah slash icicle icicle that's yeah. his name i was trying to remember his his uh villain name yeah. yeah he feels bad about it even though it was an accident really because he just ran into him with a car mm-hmm. and broke him into a bunch of pieces <clears throat> that's happened to me before too yeah yeah just hit someone or yeah and then they broke into a bunch yeah. of pieces on the ground <clears throat> We've never been able to find them See, since. I always wonder: Is Icicle really dead? Yeah. Because it seems like his power seems. I mean, like if he just turns into ice cubes, can he just sort of like re? Yeah. Form himself. You know. That's what, what I'm wondering. Like, and and does he melt? <clears throat> what exactly, happened? What happened? That, what happened to that ice after after exactly Mike ran into what him? Happened? I started to wonder if he's really dead or not. Maybe he just decided yeah. to lay low because his plan failed and. Speaking of him, I was I was uh, watching um, an episode of How I Met Your Mother, and he the actor was in that oh, really? episode. Yeah, as a date of Robins, it was weird. Awesome. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, I hope not because I I, I I just don't want the show to be a thing where mm-hmm. it's like it's a new team of villains each season. Like I, mm-hmm. I'd like to have some people stay around for a yeah. while, like him. Like, it's like I really I really hope that. Uh, that Isaac and um, Cindy aren't dead too. Yeah, I know that was that seemed kind of like I don't know. Maybe they just wanted to quote go there, you know, like the grassy used to say, "We go there," you know. Like, oh my god, we totally just killed Cindy yeah. Berman. What are you going to do about it? You know. And I mean, the, the thing like this is, it's not like it's The Sopranos where it's like a more realistically based show where if somebody dies, they're dead. They're dead. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like that. This is. It's a it's a DC yeah. show, yeah, and, and a lot of DC characters come back to life. Yeah. When you're when you're dealing with Marvel. a science fiction show of any kind, yeah. people can come back, you know. Yeah. Or if a, if it's a soap opera, mm-hmm. this is kind of a science fiction soap opera too. So well, it's like yeah. yeah, yeah. And plus, too, since time travel, I'm thinking it's going to come into the show at some point. Yeah. They could just go. Oh, we're going to get Icicle from like two weeks before he died, and just put him into, you know. I'm not mm-hmm. sure why I'm focusing so much on high school. I'm just wondering because Cameron is now showing signs of... Because apparently this is a family trait. Mm-hmm. His mom... his grand, I don't know if his grandfather has it, but it's... Well, I'm guessing it must be... Um, it must be on his mom's side. I mean, on the, his be, grandma's yeah, side. Is, yeah, because I don't, her husband hasn't showed any... Mm-hmm. Um, signs uh, of that. Signs of it. But he, he knows what's up, though, because that one time when high school killed the um, magician... He's like, we'll just take care of his body. Like, you know, like you do. Yeah. Like, oh, you killed a man, son. Okay, we're going to have dinner, but we'll just, you know, we'll take, we'll care, take of care of his body before. <laughs> so, um, yeah, anyways, the show ends with uh, little Brucey <laughs> outside the outside the Whitmore's house mm-hmm. laughing up a storm. God. And that creepy that, fucking laugh he has. Scary. Oh, God. I, I hope he's not going to be like choosing this form for the entire rest of this goddamn season yeah that, that that creepy kid laugh. but the thing is is i find this kid scarier than i do the actual eclipso form no i know that's, that's yeah. the thing it's like and i i, I always want to know why is he choosing this particular form because that was the same kid that lured dr mcnider's daughter rebecca mm-hmm. to the birthday party across the street to steal a present 
and then he killed her because she stole a present, even though he's the one that coaxed her into stealing the present. What, what's so special about this kid? I don't... Was it like his first kill? That can't be right, because he's like an ancient um, yeah. demon or whatever. Or it, it could be, and he just, you know, could have killed the kid years ago. And Yeah, but I, I bet he's he, killed lots yeah. of children throughout mm-hmm. his existence. So why, why this one? Why is this one so special? I think it could be the first one, or maybe it's what he looked like as a child or something. Maybe. Oh, maybe that's yeah. his child form. Yeah. Well, I don't know, because... Who knows? Yeah, we'll find out. We'll I'm sure. Out. I'm sure we'll find out. That's good speculation here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's basically how it ends and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, speaking of speculation, do you have any other speculation of what you think might happen in <clears throat> the next episode or two? Um, I hope I hope the Flash shows up at least within the next two episodes. Jake Garrick. Yeah, I'm not sure when he's supposed to show, but it's I know it's sometime this season. And maybe um, the pseudo Starman or whoever. You know, yeah. I want Joel McHale. Come he on. He was in the first episode, and then that, that was it. Come on, just give me some Joel McHale. Come just on. something. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of maybe we're going to see um, Jaquim at some point with the, we'll have the pen. have to, unless they're setting that up for another season could or be, something. Maybe it'll be, be a, a slow burn. Um, a villain or a hero next season or something. This show is very, very slow burn, I've noticed uh-huh. that. They really stretch things out. For a show with a lot of cold people, it's a very slow-burning yes. show. Yes, for very yeah, cold people, ice cubes and whatnot. Um, yes. you know, maybe they should bring Ice Cube and Ice Tea on the show. And um, it's not that kind of show. Oh, it's, I, not, it's not a Special Victims Unit show. Oh, okay. Well, it could be if you think about it. I don't know. Yolanda's hanging out with this little boy, giving him uh, candy and stuff. I mean, well, she's a waitress I'm, at a restaurant. I'm joking. So, if, any, if anything, Eclipso is the weird one is taking on the form of a child. Yes. So, anything that could be a special victim. Uh, uh, like, why are you so obsessed with that form, Eclipso? It's, uh, why don't you take a seat? Uh, uh, yeah. Let's talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> Bring in uh, uh, Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen. Why don't you take a seat? Yeah. <laughs> And then, then Clipso just answers back. Well, what about your tax problems, there, oh. buddy? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> anyways, anything else here, Matt? Before we uh, wrap things up here? No, 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 no. Okay, so um, you know, folks, you know, be sure to check us out on our uh, social media. We've got a Facebook fan page, uh, the All Too Real Two Podcast. Uh, group you know we got that we got the fan page as well we've also got um you know you can check stuff out at cullenpark.com you can check stuff at all 2 real 2.com um we got a patreon we've got a t public store you can get some cool shirts nice soft shirts mm-hmm. nice and soft mm-hmm. i'm feeling myself I mean, up. You're not wearing the shirt, no but, but this shirt's soft too <clears throat> yeah that's true Mine's not so. I guess mine's a little bit soft. Yeah. So just you know, when you get the shirt, then you can like fill up your chest. Yeah. Well, and, like, wait, what? Well. Uh, um. <laughs> so. Maybe not. Well, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you can do whatever you want. It's your own it's, body. It's true. You yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, we still have that freedom. If yeah. You, if you're you, a woman, at least. You yeah. You have that freedom for a little bit longer. Yeah. If you're in Texas, you probably don't. <laughs> probably not. But um. Anyways, the. <laughs> this country sucks. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, anyways, um, be safe, people. You know, yeah. Be kind to each other. You know, 
rewind with each other. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Wear a mask, folks. Wear a fucking condom. Wait. Okay, anyways. Don't take ivermectin. Unless unless you're prescribed it. Yeah. Yeah. Or that you're a horse and you need deworming. Yeah. And if you're a horse and you're listening to the show, I'd really love to have you on here because oh, that'd yeah. be really cool. That would you know, be awesome. Maybe you could talk to us about the Mr. Ed episode we watched. Mm-hmm. God. <laughs> Anyways. <That show. laughs> until next time, folks. <laughs> bye bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com.